Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fabulous episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Gaia Morissette. And welcome to My Orgasmic Life. So it's been a while, peeps. I have been gallivanting and finding, you know, creating a new space and changing my whole life and moving. It's been, it's been quite the ordeal. And when we do huge transformations of everything, which is what's been going on, transformations of my body, transformations of my living arrangements, transformations of my relationships, transformations of everything, purging, rebuilding, lots of stuff comes up. (laughs) And boy, has there been some ugly stuff that have come up for me. And I want to start sharing my insights because that's the whole point. In order to have an orgasmic life, um, it means that we must look at all of the things, the good, the bad, the ugly. So while I've been going through this huge transformational space, love and unconditional love has come up a lot. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory um, of why today's episode is if I'm not blank and you can insert and I'll list a whole bunch of things you can insert there, people will not love me. So in my family dynamics, I learned really, really little, like when I was really, before I could even talk verbally, I would think I learned that if I am not capable of managing everybody's crisis and being the fixer in my family, my family will not love me. And so I learned that. And because I learned that, it's moved through every aspect of my life. It's moved into, it's anchored into my love paradigms. It is anchored into my relationships. It's anchored into, well, why I'm really good at my job is because I'm a master of crisis management and I'm a great fixer in a crisis, but I learned to be that because otherwise I didn't have value. So I always kind of knew that that was true, but Recently, I really leaned into this piece, like really deeply leaned into why do I feel obligated and responsible for helping everybody to fix their shit? And um, there was some family crisis and drama that ended up happening. And I really wanted to go into my old you know, my old mechanisms, which is to run to the rescue, to solve the problem, to fix everything. And because of that, I was like, no, I can't do that. And when I said, I can't do that to myself, my whole internal being went into full on crisis and panic. And so I had to look at, and this is the skills, this is the gifts of knowing your subconscious and being able to dialogue with your subconscious. And if you're like, well, how do you do that? You should listen to many of my episodes talking about your inner child sanctuary, working with your subconscious mind. So I went in to my subconscious and I'm like, hey, what the fuck? (laughs) Why are we in full on crisis panic? Because we're not going to rescue Uh, everybody. 
And what ends up happening was this is what came my subconscious is like, well, if you don't do that, then they won't love you. Okay, so just hold on. Let me finish my thought and then I'll get back to you, Barry, on the, the statement that you made. Okay. So um, where was I? Oh, so I went into my subconscious and my subconscious was like, okay, like if you don't fix the crisis in the family, um, you are going to, they're not going to love you. They're not going to choose you. They're not going to call you. They're not going to do any of those things. And the reality is, is that that's true. Unfortunately, with my family, that is a true statement. And so then I started to really lean into, well, how, where else does this play out? Like if love is only ever shown to me when I am fixing problems and solving problems and how else has it played out in my love paradigms? So. I started to look at all of my relationship dynamics that I have with intimate relationships. So either I'm helping in fixing their crisis and their drama and their trauma, or in order to bond and connect, or I'm in crisis and I'm in drama and I need them to fix me in order to feel loved. So, that's my, like, and so yeah, I've been doing a lot of stuff to, un, you know, to, to untangle these things. So back to, and then I'll talk a little bit more about where this might, that might not be your story, but we all have based on our conditional love, all right? We've been taught to be conditional love. Um, so anyways, somebody had talked about why do I call it a family crisis? Well, the difference is everybody has family drama and there's family dynamics that play out in every family. That is true. But I grew up with crisis, life and death crisis all the time. I had, because there was lots of trauma, there was lots of abuse, it was family crisis. <laughs> okay, so that's why I use the word crisis. I don't just throw that word willy-nilly around, right? Okay, so let's come back into where this might show up. First of all, let's talk, let's, I want to break down unconditional love, conditional love, and uh, conditional liking, okay? And I want to break these three constructs down so that we can kind of then come back to what I was originally talking about. So we all, all of us as human beings, there are two major core values that we are moving from. Love and safety. So we're diving into the love component. So as human beings, we come into this world and we're all craving love. But what we're really craving is unconditional love, that we are just loved, period, that we don't have to do anything. Our value isn't in who we are, what we do, our personality traits. These are based on, these are conditions. But because we live 
in a culture, especially in North American culture, that is all about you only get love if, when, and because. So there's this emptiness inside us. There's this void. And this void that we are all desperately trying to fill is to gain unconditional love. Yet it's almost impossible to achieve because no one knows how to do it. No one knows how to mirror it. No one knows what it looks like. We all know that we're trying to, we're trying to fill this void inside of us and we're trying to get love and we do all sorts of things. And so this comes back to, if I'm not helpful, if I'm not happy, if I'm not funny, if I'm not kind, if I'm not rich, if I'm not, in my case, doing crisis managing, uh, if I'm not thin, if I'm not smart, people will not love me. And so all of those listing of personality traits that I just listed or skill sets that I just listed or external circumstances that I just listed is what we deem as our value. And from that value, if we're valuable enough, then hopefully we will get the love that we're craving. So here's the problem. Even if we get love for those skill sets, that means if for whatever reason we aren't capable, we don't want to, it doesn't feel right for us, uh, something changes in who we are, um, then that love gets taken away. So it's very, so it's, it's not real. It doesn't fill the emptiness and we're trying to grasp it all the time. And no matter how much we get, we can never fill that void. So that's the problem is that we are seeking out a thing in society that does, that we don't have rules and experiences and, and cannot mirror. We don't know how to do it. The second part, so that's, that's the condition. Unconditional love, it looks like this. You ready for it? It's really simple, 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 simple. And yet probably the most complex conversation there is on the face of the earth. I love you, period. I'm lovable, period just because I exist. That's it. I don't have to do anything for it. I don't have to prove anything for it. I don't have to be trustworthy for it. I don't have to jump through hoops for it. I don't have to uh, take care of it. I don't have to do anything. I just am lovable, period. And I just love people, period. So while you're dissecting or while you're absorbing that construct, what's probably most likely happening for you, <laughs> as it has for me and many people that I have, this, have had this conversation with, is that, well, how do you keep yourself safe? So that goes back into our secondary thing. How do you keep yourself safe? How do you protect yourself from being hurt? How do you, how do you know that that person is worthy of your love? How do you know that they're trustworthy? How do you know they're not gonna break your heart? How do, like all of that, how do you know, how do you know how you know? Well, that's not unconditional love you're still seeking and chasing after conditional love. You're still playing the game of conditional love. 
everything we do. So all of the dysfunctions and unhealthy behaviors and the codependency and all the inter interrelationship stuff that's, you know, a clusterfuck, all this comes back to this whole seeking out unconditional love in a conditional love space. So all of those things, all the things like I like you because I like you when and I choose to spend time with you because and I choose to, to bond with you because those are all like areas. So that's what I've been working on is being able to start the process of separating. I like you because I just love you, period. So unconditional love isn't something that's gained or earned or have to, you don't have to do things for my unconditional love. I just love you. And I may not, that doesn't mean, and I may not want to even in your life. I may, we may not be compatible. I may not want to spend time with you. I may not want to bond with you. You may not spend much, you know, priority in my life because there's all this list of requirements of liking somebody that is based on conditions. But when we take the love component out of it, it's just a matter of whether we're a good fit. Are we compatible? Are we compatible to spend time together? Are we compatible to be friends? Are we compatible to be lovers? Are we compatible? It's about compatibility. It's not about, do I, am I valued enough that you love me? Or your value enough that I love you, that you've jumped through enough hoops to prove to me that you're worthy of my love. No. Whether I want to spend time with you, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that needs to happen in order to see whether we're compatible. <laughs> but my love is unconditional. So either it's there or it's not there. All right. So this is like, I'm really excited about this because I think this is a game changer. I feel deeply that this is a game changer. That if we as humans can stop the loop of conditional love, trying to get unconditional love in a conditional love situation, we stop that dynamic, then it frees us up to just love people or don't love people. And then we can, can have all of our standards and our values and our compatibilities and the belief systems that are in line with each other in the like department. There's lots of people who I love unconditionally that I don't really like. <laughs> and that's okay. We don't have to like everybody. And it's lots of people who don't particularly like a lot of aspects of me either. That just means, but that doesn't mean that I'm not valuable. It doesn't mean that I don't have value. It doesn't mean that I'm not loved. It doesn't mean I'm not lovable. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that my personality traits aren't compatible with what their compatibility, what their personality traits are. And we're just not a good fit. Neither one of us has to be right. Neither one of us has to be wrong. And our inner kids, our subconscious mind can stop being wounded and can stop being helpful because 
it's the only way they feel love. The only way they get love. Stop being happy because it's the only way that they stop having to, by the way, these traits are who you are. Great. But it's the obligation and it's the expectation that you have to be these things. Otherwise you don't have value. And if you don't have value, you're not lovable. And we let go of the conditional love paradigm and we embrace the unconditional love paradigm, all of a sudden we are valued and lovable just because. Whether we're likable, that's a totally other conversation and that's a totally other story. <laughs> Whether people like us. But the love part, that shouldn't be something that we need to prove. We don't need to prove. Proving it is what creates all the wounds internally and it creates all the problems that we have, typically, in ourselves, in our relationships, in the choices that we make. So there. So here I'm going to say it. Ready? You are lovable, period. Feed after me. I am lovable, period. And I am lovable, period. And I am lovable. The end. <laughs> okay. Now, the next one I'm going to go into where for my Patreon peeps. So if you uh, want to support what I do in the world, um, join me on Patreon. And there'll be a link in the show notes. Um, how to do that. And um, I'm going to talk about, well, how do we, how do we start to reprogram now? Like, how do we start to reprogram our love paradigm from a conditional love paradigm to an unconditional love paradigm? Um, that's going to be uh, my part two, which I'll be doing tomorrow morning. So it'll be available on for my Patreon people um, for the, you know, low, low fee of $5. All right. So uh, in the meantime, because I know you've missed me, don't forget to check out all the other episodes of My Orgasmic Life that can be found on all the platforms, all your podcasting platforms, as well as visit me at the hub if you want to know the entry point. Mm. So it was just before I sign off here, just a second. Um, Yes, so being transgender throws in a whole new set of obstacles. Absolutely. It would absolutely throw in a bunch of new obstacles. Um, and if you want to private message me uh, and we can talk deeper into what some of those obstacles would be so that um, I can add and work those pieces into these, uh, this conversation or even just have another episode that in, in relation to transgendered um, and love and unconditional love and conditional love, I would love to do that. So please reach out to me. Okay. So what was I saying? Oh, I was signing off. So um, like I said, it's been a while. So, oh, go to my website. So if you want to enter into the world of all things Gaia, and I have a lot of things going on, courses and workshops and retreats and, you know, looking at all different aspects of healing and trauma and sexuality, go to uh, 
GaiaMorissette.com. And that is your entry point into the world to find what's the best way to spend time with me. Have a juicy day and may it be filled with lots of unconditional love and self-acceptance. <laughs>